Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? It is July 7th, 2021. This is Sean Ross Sapp, the Fightful AEW Dynamite post show for Road Rager. AEW Dynamite is back on the road. And, uh, man, not, not a moment too soon. A big night tonight. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, if you haven't checked out Fightful over the last week, I don't know what the hell you're doing. But we've had interviews with Adam Cole, uh, the late Del Wilkes, the Patriot, when we were on this show one week ago discussing this this interview. We didn't know the man was going to be gone one day later. Uh, that, that interview is up likely the last interview that, that he did. Uh, we also last week had interviews with a couple of AEW stars, a few AEW stars, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., and Colt Cabana, and we got a lot more coming your way. Savio Vega tomorrow, but earlier this afternoon, we celebrated Fightful's fifth birthday, number five. And uh, one of, I think, the two people that are left besides me that have been here since the beginning, uh, the other one is Ryan Cook, who covers, uh, who has never been on screen. He covers a lot of the stuff for us. But Alex Pawlowski, I told the story today about how I was – kind of cruising cage side seats. I think you had uh, you had written something there and it stuck out to me. I can't remember if you reached out to me, but I had already been familiar with you because when I was cruising around the interwebs, I found a main event report that cracked me up. I was like, oh, this guy would be good. And then you hit me up and here we are five years later. Uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I, I I knew you from wrestling at podcasts, and I followed you on Twitter. And you said, "I'm doing this new thing. Anybody would like to write for me? Send uh, send samples." And I was like, "Well, I just wrote this cra- whacked out thing. I reviewed main event uh, and did it like you know as a comedy bit." And uh, I had already and I had already seen it, but then when awesome. you sent it, I was like. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, within a couple months, we had you writing about test approving Kelly Kelly's wedding yeah. from beyond the grave yes. on a reality and, show. And also how to box a bear. How to box a bear. Uh, that That is a legit thing. Alex, I, I'm not sure the last time he's watched competitive boxing. And I was like, listen, I just want some goofy shit on the website. And that's done us pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. And in recent years, we have picked up guys like Bobo DeFelice. We got Robert here. Robert, how you doing? Doing pretty good. I do remember when you messaged me saying if I wanted to come right. And I was like, well, I'm not sure he really meant me, but we'll see where this goes. You were very skeptical. You're very. like, why are you reaching out to me? And when oh, I yeah. put out that call, I was like, hey, I hope this Robert DeFelice guy uh, will apply. And you didn't. So I hit you up and I said, apply. 
and you're like, why me? Yeah. Why me? Literally. <laughs> and I think it's worked out pretty well for everybody. So uh, thank you guys for all of the the birthday wishes for Fightful. Five years old. Uh, it's the longest I held a job, period. Like, I mean, it, it's it's so humbling to see how many of you like what we do. And um, uh, we're, we're appreciating it. Uh, somebody says the wrong mic is on. So I'm fixing that right now. Bam. It's fixed. Y'all, y'all could tell me that I sound like I'm in a can. My God, guys. <laughs> I, I really sounded like like that for the first, what, three, four minutes of this show. Man, some people are going to just tune out. Celebrating your own progression is what you're doing. Yeah, this is the evolution of my mic is what this is. Yeah, exactly. Like this, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a retrospective. No, no, not the chat thinks that I'm blaming them. I'm not blaming you all. I'm blaming right Alex and Bob. Yeah, we're, 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 we're trying to sabotage you so we can get your job, obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. So people want Oliver. But um, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe over there. Before AEW Dynamite went on the air, uh, if you watched Listen Your Boy today, you saw me getting the news in which we are going to talk about very, very soon. I'll expand on that and kind of how I heard about the story. Uh, but let's talk about AEW Dynamite. We kicked off with a strap match. And <laughs> Jimmy on Listen Your Boy today, I don't know if you all saw it, He go, or, or maybe it was list goes on, he goes, I, I can't that. remember the last strap match I was least excited for. And I said, I can last week. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he said, good point. Good point. Uh, Josh Baker gets a start of a super chat. So get these in. If you want your question or statement read right on the air, please leave a thumbs up. He says, been trying to get, uh, been out on the Cody verse stuff for months. So putting in with black is a great way to get me to pay attention in the front uh, on, on that part of a card. I agree. And I got to say, did not like the path to QT Marshall and Cody, but I thought they had a good strap match. Uh, Robert, what did you think of this one? Well, when you see QT Marshall in the ring by the time the show starts, you just know only good things are going to happen to him. (laughs) So I thought it was fine, but I've never been invested in this. So when the lights went out and I had already gotten the news from you, I was ready to see him right then and there. But we got through a pretty good strap match by recent strap match comparisons. So that's cool. Alex, what did you think about this? I, I loved the offense that they did with, with the strap. I thought it was good. It was gritty. It needed to be. And it's also, it's over. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> the, the best part of, of this match is that it ended. And with it ending, also did the feud. Um. I thought the match was fine. If you, like in a vacuum, without other context, this is a pretty decent strap match. I've got to say, I, I, it, it, it's bold of them to run the wrestling event in a vacuum after they've ran it in the same place for so long. You would figure true. they would just pick venues, right? Exactly, it's true. Uh, but it's a it's a nice vacuum. It's one of those Dyson ones. It costs like five hundred dollars. It's a really nice vacuum. Um, I I think that you have to judge it as part of its overall storyline. So the fact that like nobody was was excited for this big time feud ender between marshall and cody like it nobody i didn't see anything about it but then the match starts and the crowd's super into it 
go figure AEW crowds being super in the tank for both Cody and Jericho will will never make sense to me. Like it doesn't make sense to me at all, considering the stories I've been watching at home on my couch. Those people have been watching different ones, but that's fine to each your own. I'm just I think that the the end of the match was fine with the three crossroads. That was a really good way to to end it. Um, I, at that moment was when I realized, oh, this is the uh, tag all four corners thing. Like I didn't recognize that it was one of those strap matches until the very end. I was like, oh, okay, good, good, well done, well done. So during this match, the lights went out and Cody shoots like a, a bit of an awkward look towards the ramp. And we can kind of skip ahead because later on that evening, uh, Arn Anderson is in the ring and Cody Rhodes is out there. The lights go out, the lights come back on and the former Alistair Black is there. Um, so let's talk about the segment first. Alistair Black now uh, Tommy End, Malachi Blacks. I'm, I'm still not sure how that's being parsed out yet. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but but he released a promo today where he kind of he, he mentioned this. He did a spinning kick to both of them. This is immediately more interesting than anything Cody has done in a long, long time, Alex. Oh, by far. It's, it's one of those things where... Um, uh, I'm sitting, I'm watching this thing. Okay, an interview with Arn Anderson. Uh, what's this? Let's go out. And I, I immediately go, okay, well, they're out for a lot longer this time. Who's it going to be? And I start running through all the people in my head from the previous round of cuts. Not the most recent one, because obviously those people can't, it can't be one of them. But when it, when the lights come back up and it's uh, the former Alistair, now Malachi Black, um, I, 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 I said all kinds of curse words sitting on my couch to myself. Like I was so excited. Um, and the, the, he, his, the black mask still looks amazing. Uh, he, I love that he kept the continuity of the dead eye. Like amazing. Buddy Murphy put out that man's eye. And from here until he retires, he's going to wear that white contact. I think that's an amazing, um, love letter to the business. They're saying, no, no, just because I switched, I'm a different guy now. No, I'm not. I still have my eye got put out. I love that he kept that. I think it's a cool touch. He smiles to the camera. It's it. I'm so excited for everything this could be. And what I love about it is that Cody, for me, had been like just off in some weird purgatory with this with this storyline I didn't care about. And he should be one of the top guys in the company that we should all be like gravitating towards. And now he's got this super hot, dark heel coming from the other business to attack him unprovoked. Now it's a storyline I think we can all jump in towards, not just super Cody devotees. We have so many super chats about this. Nikolai says, Black End selling the eye is intense. Buddy Murphy tweeted uh, about asking how it was. Josh Cardenas says, Tommy End is dead. Long live Malachi F and Black. Uh, Robert, what are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are this is good for Cody. Cody needs to get away from just working with his students. But also, this is a return to form for live Dynamites, where first person in has to go after Cody. Butcher, <laughs> Blade, and Bunny, all these people all went after Cody. He's doing the same. I like it. It's a good move. 35 days is all it took. Uh, connecting people through wrestling says thoughts on when Murphy shows up in AEW. I know they're like, oh, they can't hire everybody. They can hire Buddy 
fucking Murphy, my friends. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Murphy is capable of so many things that so many people have no idea of. And also, shout out to him for not burying the sheets. In fact, he was like, listen, I didn't even watch Raw. I watched WrestleTalk's five-minute review. Yep. Man, uh, imagine how detached you got to be to sit through five minutes of Ollie Davis. Like, yeesh. Uh, Intangible One says, the way it felt to me from JR and Excalibur, it felt like this was Tommy N, but that Malachi Black is a darker spirit personality of his. Maybe. I just don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that that type of stuff. Um, make it make sense. Don't do any of the weird, goofy, hocus pocus bullshit. Uh, I, I don't. I don't need that. But I. I trust him to have something creative. I loved his explanation of what the Alistair Black character was. He said it was like the devil with uh with bad memory or something like he knew he had done something really bad he just couldn't remember what and i was like oh shit like that's real that's way better than anything i had been explained uh man antonio says thought andrade and black looked like stars out there glad cody is out of the cody verse now indeed um we have alan sales saying happy five years onwards and upwards keep up the great work uh the devil with amnesia is what Joel Pearl called or what Joel Pearl uh, said. So, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really, really good one. We have Corbin 101 saying, do you think Black and Andrade will ever win the AEW championship because AEW are stacked? Not imminently. I think we know who their next champion is going to be. Uh, it's Hangman Page. We'll talk about that later. But do you, do you see that, Robert? Yeah, I, I think uh, Aleister Black especially because – Andrade is going to beat Kenny for the AAA title, and I think that'll be good enough for a while. But they can eventually build them up because this is a fresh start. They don't have to live by the restrictions of their past lives. So this is hopefully very good for them. I do want to say that I wish they would have explained the name to the live crowd because commentary is trying, but everybody in the arena is chanting Tommy because they think he's Tommy End. Yes, and uh, maybe maybe we'll see how, how that ends up going. Uh, we'll see. So uh, Bala Lasagna says, congrats again on the anniversary. Dynamite basically had its foot on the gas pedal and never stopped. Great show with which you all can celebrate. Then we got a couple of, of cheeky super chats. Matt Reichel says, I'm following SRS at the casino in Vegas. He makes the most out of that 5% chance. And J.K. Schwal says, excited for the remix of EC3's old theme of I Am in the Top 5%. For those of you who don't understand the reference, uh, Tommy N. said that dirt sheets are only right 5% of the time. <laughs> this afternoon, uh, as we were on the air for Listen Your Boy, I got the news that Tommy End was backstage at AEW. There were wrestlers speculating about it, talking about it, but they were very particular. They had not got eyes on him, but they were like, He's here. He's around. He's coming into the company. I don't usually run speculatory stories like that, but when 10 people I'm I, like, I talk to, and then, then a couple um, I hear from didn't deny it as well. Like there were, there was a lot in there and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm confident enough here. I'm going to run this. Uh, it's at least, 
the roster is speculating this. The roster was d- discussing this openly, uh, discussing it with with me as well. Uh, they, they wouldn't outright confirm some of the people that I reached out to, but some of the people that reached out to me did. And uh, he's he's there. I don't know what the terms of the deal are. I know a lot of people are saying, well, what about his non-compete? There is a story to that. I'm working on it. Uh, but I, I've also reported on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today. It helps us out an awful lot. There are multiple people who have been released this year, not just Andrade. I mean, in addition to Andrade and in addition to Aleister Black, multiple more people that have asked out of their 90-day non-competes or have had early releases on their 90-day no-competes. You're going to probably see some of them in the coming weeks around AEW or Impact or MLW or or ROH. or it, it, it makes me happy that I can kind of mention it without directly outing where it's going to be, but there's going to be at least one popping up over the next couple of weeks as well. Um, and I was telling Alex and Robert off the air, it wouldn't make a lot of sense if they fired these people and said budget cuts. And then when they said, uh, Hey, if uh, we want out of this, can we get out of it? And they go, no, well, it, just let them out of it. What do you think of that, Alex? Well, yeah, you don't get to have it both ways. You can't say, sorry, kid, budget cuts. But then they say, well, if you're cutting me because you can't afford to pay me, I'll just, I'll just go and get paid by somebody else. Um, if, if, it's, if, it, if they're too expensive to keep on, then why are you still paying them their downside for three months? Like, yeah. cut them loose. And, well, and that's, that, that's, that, that's, that, is, that is factored into the, the original deals, but right. yeah. Why not cut them loose? Yeah. Uh, Robert, any thoughts on that? I think it's good to see the business changing, even if it's for a brief period of time. And it's good for guys like Alistair Black and Andrade who now have a better place to work where they can be featured more. Guys, get your super chats in. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Anakin says, Black and Andrade too should be awesome when it happens. Their takeover match ruled. Oh, yeah. You what, mate? Says, I legit thought the power in the venue went out. Before Malachi Black appeared, I screamed when I saw him. Alex, what was your reaction when he popped up? Uh, my, my first reaction was to repeat the phrase, holy effing shit, over and over again at, at increasing levels of, of, des- of disbelief and decibels rising. Uh, I, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. it was, it's, also, it's just a, it was a perfect uh, debut. Two black masses, one to the old man, Arn Anderson, who we all love, and the other one to, to, to Cody, the guy who we, you feel like is basically in charge. Like, yes. what What a way to, like, announce your presence. Perfect. Hannah said, I said, oh, there's Elsa when the power went out. And uh, we have uh, Slicey Dicey saying $3 is for the anniversary, uh, $2 for Malachi effing black. I'm sure we're going to be talking a little bit more about him because uh, I mean, we are about, we are almost 20 minutes into the, the show and this is all, this is what we've talked about. Let's also talk about Andrade. He beat Matt Seidel. The match was fine. I got to agree with zero fear. Super chat here. He says he's not a fan of Andrade's theme. What are your guys thoughts? Robert? Nope. I thought it was lame. pretty, pretty bad, but it's his first time out. They will adjust it as they go. I hope they get something better. Alex, the, the 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 theme 
uh, is trash. Um, I love the black mask mm-hmm. cosplay. Like him coming out in the white pinstripe suit and the black skull mask. My only thing is, he came out, he walked out four steps and then started taking it off at the, at, at the, uh, up at the stage. Like, take it in, man. Walk all the way down to the ring in that regalia. Like, he just looked so badass in that. And then once you get to the ring, you can start taking it off. But I, I, I love that. I thought it was cool. I thought the, I match, the, okay. the match was fine. That was cool. Also, yeah, the match was just fine. It was okay. Right. right. I think it was I, – I, I guess I would have wanted it to be – the thing is, for me is, it, is it, it was what it was needed to be. It was like Matt Seidel, number five in the rankings. Andrade comes in and doesn't really have a problem with him, which yeah. is what it, what it should do is like, oh, well, Andrade is a guy we got to watch out for. Like that should be the storyline there. He'll have twenty minute bangers with other people. Seidel is not that guy. Not tonight. And and the crowd was there for Andrade, not for Seidel. But I mean, it's still it was placed in the show in a spot where I don't think it did him any favors. Yeah. Uh, Robert, any thoughts on this match? Yeah, it was a weak match, but it made Andrade look better. And I do mm-hmm. think he'll climb up the rankings very quickly. I can see him having great matches with guys like A. Kingston. I could see, you know, Penta, Phoenix, when they're ready to go. There's a lot of good matches to be had, and I think he'll go through all of them pretty quickly. Also, I forgot to mention, I love the finish of the Cody match, the three straight crossroads. I love tapping the the top four turnbuckles because, I mean, I, I got an interview with Savio Vega tomorrow. I remember the Caribbean strap match. Like, I love that stuff, so I, I didn't want to go without mentioning that as well. Uh, we got a nice super chat from Intangible One saying, SRS with all the screw- scoops, proving once again he's the Adam Schefter of covering wrestling. I don't think Adam Schefter sells dick pills, my man. Uh, but subscribe to Fightful Select anyway. I greatly appreciate it. Um, James Edward Smith says, I really liked Andrade's persona acting in the match. He seems like heel Naito with a little bit of Moxley's mean bastardliness. Yeah, I think, here's the thing, I think I see... La Sombra in Naito more than I see Naito in Andrade. That's that's kind of what I see there, but uh, I'm just glad to see him doing really, really well. We had a promo from Sean Spears. Sammy throws a chair at him, says he's not done with him. Okay, sure. Um, not great. Yeah, it was not, not, not wonderful. It's just a very lame way to be like, all right, man, if you think I'm done with you, you're, you're not by a long shot. As I sit on this chair right next to you, what happened after that? Did you continue to beat him up? Did you walk away? It's a weird way to like, I am announcing our feud is not yet done. And then we're going to sit here with the lights go out. And this has been happening a lot with the pinnacle and inner circle. And I'm ready to move on. Speaking of the pinnacle and inner circle, MJF and Chris Jericho have a fan almost attack them. Uh, AEW security handled that. I mean, we haven't seen that in a long time, Robert. Yeah, I want to shout out Jeremy Lambert, who is the king of headlines, who said uh, Chris Jericho attacked a fan who had a little too much Judas in his mind. And God, it's just that's very well said. Uh, This fan attacking was kind of indicative of the rest of the promo because I thought that this sucked. And I like MJF, but Jericho is at his most cringe that I've ever seen him. Yes, And I'm kind of ready for it to stop. Yeah, Jericho is. And it seems like MJF is going to make Jericho run the gauntlet of some kind. 
He, I, I do love that MJF brought up, hey, you remember all this shit you made John Moxley go through to get to you? Well, how about you do the same thing since you're so noble now? And he's like, I'm going to line up four people for you, and you got to beat them all to get to me. I, I like that, Alex. I just haven't liked much of Jericho lately. No, here's the thing. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm out on Jericho. Him and his weird diagonal zipper leather gloves. Like I'm, I'm just, he's, he's going through a rock star midlife crisis right in front of us. And you're and a glove guy. You are a, a glove guy. I'm a glove guy. Um, uh, but, but not diagonal zippers. Like that, I don't know what that means. Um, he's going through a rock star midlife crisis right in front of us. It's a cry for help. Um, the, the thing about it is, is that, um, when MJF says, I'm going to line up four guys of my choosing in matches with stipulations of my choosing, you got to beat them all back to back to back to back or you don't even get a match with me. And what my brain starts screaming is I got to watch the waterlogged corpse of Chris Jericho get put over by four guys who I probably really like. Up-and-comers, young guys with a beautiful future in stipulations that should be impossible for Jericho to overcome because we know we're eventually getting that MJF versus Jericho match. So I have to watch Jericho win four matches against really great talents? In order to get that, just just have the match where MJF beats Jericho. Don't make me watch Jericho struggle through these four matches. Like, I don't want to watch that. The Jericho, by the way, the cringe of, I, I'll just sleep with your mom. Yeah. Oh, again. Oh, come on, man. Like, like, yeah, man that, that's something I say to Twitter trolls as, as a, like, leave me alone. That's not something I put on network or cable TV to build up a hot feud. Yeah, I don't. I really didn't like Jericho here, man. Uh, so the Pinnacle took on the Inner Circle and won. That's Wardlow and FTR. Um, this was another fine match. Uh, I, I, it's good to see FTR in front of a crowd again. I thought this was fine. I am more than ready to just see FTR against LAX. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to have some news on it this week. Um, Alex, how'd you feel about this match? I thought it was good as expected. Yes. Um, The the problem I have, I have with it is, is, is along the inner circle stuff. I love LAX. I think Sam and Garros has an incredible future. I, I think that those are the guys who need, who badly need for the, inner circle to dissolve so they can break away and do their own thing and, and be great by themselves. Uh, LAX, I think is future tag champs, uh, maybe sooner rather than later. Uh, Sammy Guevara, like I say, a huge, an incredibly bright future in AW. The fact that most of the match by the commentators was spent putting over Jake Hager. Like mm-hmm. they once they want at one point they say, Oh, that Jake Hager, what a man's man he is. And I'm like, who even like what? What was that? Like, what a weird way to thing to say. And he gets to fight off both members of, of FTR by himself a couple of times. I mean, he takes the pin. Good. But, uh, I mean, Wardlow is my guy. Like, that guy's amazing. I, I yeah. love him. And he's just, they keep putting him in situations with Hager where he's got to sell for Hager over and over and over again. I, I just want to see Wardlow run through people. Like put him put him in the ring against against lesser competition and have him just destroy guys. That's, uh, this was a this was a fine match. I'm just I'm over the Jake Hager infatuation that they seem to have there. Maybe right. they think that uh, somebody that appeared later in the show 
might stick around and they could have a role for Hager beyond the inner circle. Maybe that's why they tried, but yeah, I couldn't care less about Jake Hager. I think we're going to see more Jake Hager in the future. Uh, Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer is reporting that Alistair Black had a 30-day non-compete. That's what I was working on, but uh, Dave got it confirmed. So uh, that's that's interesting stuff, right? I mean, 30-day non-competes for some people, 90 days for other others. There's going to be reasonings behind that. We're gonna we're gonna find out some more on that. But uh, shout out to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer getting that news out there. Britt Baker's promo. So first off, uh, Rebel, not Reba, is there. She had a dislocated kneecap last week, and she's back to work. Bless that woman. She is unanimously adored backstage. Britt Baker cuts a promo. It's as good as it always is. But uh, Babo DeFelice, the line that everybody's talking about is the Saudi Arabia blood money line. Yeah, I guess. Well, first of all, I wasn't crazy about them seeming to plant the seeds of a split between rebel and Baker. But I, I love that. She said, well, Tony, you got your blood money for Andrade. Maybe soon we can run a show in Saudi Arabia. That's all you need. Damn. Damn. I think the super chats we got pretty much say the rest. BFG says I'm here for the Brit promo talk. Cause my Lord, I laughed. I cried. I applauded at the end. She is uh, fully, like, when, when WWE takes those little shots at her, she is fully ready, like, with ammunition. She doesn't care. Like, I don't think she has any plans to ever go there. Alex, uh, your your thoughts on this one? I, I love the shots. And, I mean, oh, sure. I'm sure as a headline writer, that's probably a big reason why I like those <laughs> shots. But also, it's harmless. These people yeah. like each other. I, I very rarely will I have somebody be like, like, say something negative in regards to somebody from another company just to do it. I talk to people in WWE about... Uh, Alistair Black today, and they were like, "Hell yeah, good for him." It was very, it's very positive both ways. But man, she she knows what buttons to press. She she has been waiting. Or I feel like I say that she's been waiting forever. She's been a heel for a year and a half. But that year, man, she was getting shit on online. But yeah, she's letting him have it. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen, uh, we, tonight we had AW Road Rager. Uh, then we have AEW Fighter Fest, nights one and two. Uh, they talked about AEW uh, Fight for the Fallen, AEW All Out, AEW Full Gear. Of course, eventually we're going to get AEW Sands. Love time. time. Shop.fightful.com. Get your Sands of Time shirt right now. Lots of new designs up there as well. You can get them in multiple colors, but I thought that was really great. Uh, we have a super chat that says, on a show with a face-off between Jericho and MJF, a backstage interview by Britt was easily the best promo in the show. She's money. She is money. And that's the beauty of AEW. They got them loaded up, loaded up, loaded up, loaded up. They're... I love that she cut a heel promo on, on Tony Khan. Yes. Like, kind of on Nyla, but, like, how dare you make me even have that match? Look what they did to to, to, to Reba. Look, yes. they, I nearly died. Like, it, that was that was all just wonderful, how emotive it was. I just I think that it was all she's she gets it like it's one of those things like i feel like it's just innate 
She just she was born with this perfect <laughs> sense of how to cut the it's it's so natural for her. I love watching her do it. Shout out to you for bringing back Sands of Time because that was so far lodged in the back of my brain <laughs> and no more appropriate time yeah. than Fightful's fifth birthday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, reminder, guys, please leave a thumbs up. Get your super chats in and it'll get your question or statement read on the air. Nikolai says, when MJF said four matches with his cho- choosing, I immediately thought MJF is going to make him fight the inner circle one by one. I think he is. I think that's what he'll do. That would be interesting to me. Yes. That would be interesting. And I think that's what I think that's what he should do. I think that's what they will do. I love that. T five the Great says I like how promo uh, Black's promo dropped today with Black escaping. Then he debuts in AEW. How strategic! Yeah, as it turns out, guys, really creative people like <laughs> Alistair Black, yeah. Tommy End, yeah. when when not completely scripted and and able to do their own things, are very creative and good. And I, I said this in my interview with Adam Cole. Nobody gets into pro wrestling on their own without being creative. You're you're making moves, stories, promos, angles, all that stuff. Creative. If you're not creative, you might as well just get out. Like because you got to be, you got to be. Oh boy. Uh, so this Dan Lambert thing was was interesting. It was very Random. polarizing. Very polarizing. Dan Lambert is somebody I'm very familiar with. We've got like four interviews with him on Fightful. Uh, he was a regular when James Lynch was here. And he said a couple years ago, yeah, I think Amanda Nunes would be interested in pro wrestling. And she was there. Amanda Nunes, for those of you who don't know, the consensus greatest female fighter of all time, probably regardless of sport at this point. She is the UFC Bantamweight and Featherweight Champion. She's defeated Ronda Rousey. Amanda or uh, Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg, she's defeated every women's bantamweight and featherweight champion ever. She is all there is. Um, she's great. And then there's Jorge Masvidal, who people know as the BMF champion. But Dan Lambert gets in the ring and cuts this promo about AEW sucking and what he used to like. I don't know how I feel, Alex, about him calling it the product. I I don't I mean because it is a pro, it's not necessarily an inside term, but it, it's primarily used for that. He's got great delivery. Mm-hmm. He's he's good at cutting promos. I'm just not sure how I felt about the context of the promo, Alex. Yeah, it seemed kind of out of, out of nowhere. Like like uh, you want to interview me? Well, I didn't consent to enter interview. Here I I'm not gonna talk to you. What I am gonna do is take this microphone and deliver a very clearly scripted speech about all the things that AEW is has got going for it, and then I'm going to say that I don't like any of those things. What are you like name dropped? We have great veterans like Christian Cage and Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho, as well as great up and comers like Sammy Guevara and MJF and Darby Allen. But I think all of those people are bad. Like, suck. Like, like, that's a weird promo to cut, you know? And then Lance Archer, it felt like he was doing the old um, 911 gimmick from ECW. Like, yeah. is that what Lance Archer is going to become now? Like, just come out and destroy somebody every week. Just, just hit this big furniture on them. That that's a good gimmick, and it's been like twenty five years. Do it yeah. again. Yeah. Anakin again. says, "Feel like this if this isn't going to lead to some kind of match with Archer and a representative that it is a waste of a segment for the people at home." Yeah, they got to do something with this, Robert. We know Lambert's that Dan good. Lambert. We yeah, we know that Dan Lambert can work on wrestling TV. We've seen it in Impact. Uh, Cliff Beard says. 
when did he become Jim Cornette was waiting for them to call, waiting for him to call a mud show. What did you think of this? I think Lambert is great. Uh, Lambert does great work in MLW now. American Top Team yes. is one of the uh, factions in MLW now. Maybe Tom Waller, you know, maybe Alex Kane. There are names. I hope it's not Jake Hager, but I have a feeling yeah. it might be. MLW is a good product too. Kevin Seat says thought this was setting up something with MLW. I mean, I I had an executive from another company um, talking about how well all of these companies are working together right now, really put that over to me. I'll have more of a story this week, but it seems like things are, are pretty, pretty cozy around the wrestling world with MLW impact, AEW, even ring of honor, new Japan. Seems like a lot of people realize that the top is within striking distance. If you work together. So that that's good. That's good. Uh, no, we did not forget about that segment. We are, are doing that as as we want to. Uh, we, we don't do these always in order, guys, just so you all know. Uh, we got a promo that Machine Gun Carl Anderson is challenging John Moxley on next week's Dynamite. I'm very excited for that. Uh, that's going to be great. We get a promo with Ricky Starks talking about his new security. Taz says that it's embarrassing. He needs to knock it off. And then Starks takes some shot at, shots at Brian Cage's wife. Cage takes out the security guards. Sensical, Robert, I thought. I thought this was good, except I thought Taz was more in line with Starks. Now it seems like he seems to favor Cage because Cage is more serious. I guess they'll figure it out as they go. I, I thought that Taz's, Taz's whole thing was, listen, everybody in Team Taz were brothers. Brothers mm-hmm. fight. Let's have let's have a match like we're best man win and then we'll squash all the beef. And Starks coming out here running his mouth, hiring his own security guys. It makes the whole of Team Taz look bad. And that's that. I think that was what T- Taz's point was. But um, like it is kind of out of line with all the other. Like it seems like for a while it was like Taz doesn't like Brian Cage, but now it feels like he's he's got two sons. Not not Hook. Hook is his actual son. But two other sons who who are being being kind of out of pocket, and he's going to figure out a way to like deal with them both at the same time. Let's talk about one of my favorite things on this entire show. We got Jim Ross sitting down with Ethan Page and Darby Allen. Everything about this felt real. It felt legitimate. I mean, Darby Allen just being like, "Not my fault that you had a kid." And you got complacent. Oh, like the, this is such just so natural, so easy. Ethan Page is a star and it's it's going to keep happening. And he worked so hard to get himself in shape last year. But I mean, Darby Allen was like, man, you're upset because in year one, I was where you were in year 12. And then I got to AEW first. And then Ethan Page is like, yeah. That's exactly why I'm mad at you. And that's why I'm going to kick the living shit out of you because you didn't deserve it. And I did Robert this. It's, it's just a, two It's two people knowing the exact same thing, seeing it from a different perspective and they're going to fight because of it. And I'll give Jim Ross credit too. When he's on, when he is happy with what oh, he's yeah. doing, he's very good. And he says, in all my years, I've never seen two people comfortable with just ending the other one's livelihood and it makes me uncomfortable 
And he sat there uncomfortable as the two men spoke about ending each other's livelihoods. This, this is why you have Jim Ross. This is why you have Jim Ross, Alex, for the three faces of Foley thing, for, for the, the Triple H, I am the game thing, to have Darby Allen and Ethan Page just talk to each other with respected veteran in the middle. I, I don't think they could have been more right on this segment, but how'd you feel? I thought I thought it was great. I, I I did I did love Ethan Page like turning to Jr. and says everything he says is correct is absolutely correct. I fe- I feel the exact same. I, I when you what you have psychoanalyzed me and you're you're right. And be and because of all the things that you said, ha- all of my motivations you have got down to a T. And because of all that, I'm gonna murder you. Like, yes, like, that's that's great. That's wonderful. Because usually it's like, oh, how dare you say that? Like, listen, on Raw, not to compare. We have we have a feud beginning because Jinder says that Drew texted him the numeral two instead of the word T O O. That that was the straw that broke the camel's back for Jinder. That's what they're doing over on Raw. This this is this feels so much more, let's say, real. And your point um, about Jim Ross uh, is also absolutely- not not realistic at all. Drew McIntyre has fantastic grammar when he types. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's the guy who types in all sentences. I'm sure. Yes. Um. Uh, but here, um, Jim Ross doing these interviews. I think he's he's so great at it. I feel like the fact that he he's out there for the entire uh, entire show, uh, and and he gets he gets tired. Like he's out, he's an, he's an older guy, been doing it for a long time. I feel like you could save him for like one or two special matches a night and let him be a special attraction. Like they're they're gonna do the, the cage and hardy match. Mm-hmm. Like that's a match that JR should call. JR knows who Christian and Matt Hardy are. I think it'd be a good shout if Cody if he was like Cody's personal commentator type of thing. Interesting. Like he wants the guy that called so many of Dusty's matches. He yeah. wants that guy. And then use him for backstage interviews because, damn, he's good at yep. this. Yeah. This was Jim Ross at his peak, and this was just fantastic work from Darby Allen and Ethan Page. And I can't wait to see Ethan Page hit Darby Allen with an oven soon. Like I, I or, or I don't know, like literally anything. A, a mattress. Like he's gonna just destroy him with anything that he can find, and I am so here for it. I'm so ready for it. Oh man, we have a couple more super chats. Josh Cardenas says, "Alex, would you mind if AEW used Sands of Time?" I wouldn't. I, I I'd want a little few royalties, not nothing too yes. much. Tony Khan, I think you got the money. I think you can you can handle it. We'd be a cheap buy. A cheap buy. Luis Hernandez says Britt was also good on the waiting room this week. Glad yeah. that's back. Uh, Aaron Steven says, I hate to. I think it's time for JR to go. Luke Gallows was lost during the Tommy N debut. Uh, would love to see him more as a sit-down interview guy. I mean, I was lost during that super chat. I'm not sure what some of that meant. But, yes, I would love to see him as a sit-down interview guy. Aaron H. says, I don't know if it's just me, but I popped for the Dan Lambert bit. Also, got to get some more, or got to get me some Sour Graps merch. Shop.fightful.com. It is up there Yep, right now. Uh, Nikolai says, all around great show tonight. Felt like the show built through the night. A little too much Bullet Club type run-ins and gang wars, but set off by solid matches and a great surprise. Yes, there were three more gang wars spots, and they don't need them. Save it for one. Just do one. Sawyer says, 
Content ruled, but I wasn't a fan of the presentation of Darby and Paige sitting there politely hashing it out like therapy in a violent blood feud. Have you ever seen two mentally unstable people interact with one another? It would go exactly like this. So I enjoyed them calmly speaking to one another before they try to legitimately end the life of the other. I also, I I don't know why, but in, in my head, I've had the same thought, and then I went, no. Because we're not going to do that in front of Jr. Jr. is like doing it in front of like your wrestling grandpa. Yes. You would not do that in front of Jr. You would wait until the match. And also, like like uh, Paige said, if you touch me, there's no match. So like, there's that as well. But I feel like it was like a, they were so respectful of Jr. while being disrespectful of each other. I know people are talking about. JR calling Gallows Luke. Like, I that's not one I'm gonna give a shit about. Yeah. Uh his Twitter handle is still the big LG. Yeah. Uh, he has not been the big LG yeah. for well over a year. So um yeah. Uh and somebody said Darby added a stipulation or Ethan added a stipulation that Darby yeah. can't touch him a week before. So there you go. It, it makes sense. It makes sense here. Guys, get your uh super chats in. Leave a thumbs up. We had a mixed tag team match. Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander defeated the Blade and the Bunny. We knew this was going to happen. This probably something that should have been on on dark, Alex. Yeah, I, I think I think they wanted to get Orange Cassidy out in front of that. Front He's of that a star. Crowd. He's, He's a, star. a star, and having Chris with him makes her more of a star. So I get it. You can, if you don't want to have him, like if he's not, if this thing isn't on the show, he's got to be in a dark segment during a, during a commercial break. So the crowd can pop for him. Like he's, he's a huge star. And they also put over Statlander. She hit some, 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 a big move on, on, uh, on, on the blade. And then she, she got the pin. Like that's, that's good too. Robert, your thoughts. Statlander is going to be one of Baker's best challengers. Not the best showing for Orange, but he'll have plenty more, so I'm not too worried about that. Blade and Bunny continue to just be there to put some people over, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, uh, sometimes Blade concerns me, but not when I use Manscaped.com and that code FIGHTFUL. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping? It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. You're going back on the road like AEW? For, for a road rager? Well, don't end up with road rash down there near your nutsack from where you got sliced open. No, 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 no. Perfect or a performance package, rather. Oh, I got all my I got all my great items mixed up. The performance package makes sure that you're good to go. They use advanced skin safe technology on that lawnmower 4.0, 7,000 RPM motor, multifunction on-off switch. And you've got that 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It's waterproof, too. It is easy to travel with. So if you're following AEW, you're following WWE, you're going to all these shows. Hey, you know what? I'm going Indianapolis, Nashville, Denver, Vegas, Chicago, off the top of my head. you got to stay groomed. 
You got to stay looking good. You never know what's going to happen there. There's a 5% chance that something crazy could happen, but there's a 100% chance that your dick and balls are going to look fantastic when you use manscaped.com and that code Fightful. Even hit them up at Manscaped on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. And plus, you, you don't want to be going to Vegas and anywhere this summer with that that hot, sweaty bush next to your nuts. Gross. No. Manscaped.com. Swamp ball sucks. Code Fightful. I want to add uh, the the uh, the shaver, Manscaped shaver, doubles as a flashlight because yes. uh, because <laughs> we had the we had the power go out in my house one night and I couldn't find the flashlight, but I could find my Manscaped shaver and I was just carrying that around to see if I could find the the fuse box. Oh, amazing, amazing! And there's there's a hurricane going on down yeah. in Florida right now. There is. <laughs> So Robert might have to put that to use. He's just going to be walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> the man's game. Like shaking, shaking his. <laughs> I'll throw oh, this Jesus. out there too, though. The weed whacker is legitimately great. I love it's it. quiet as a mouse too. It's not obnoxious in any way. And everything they put out is just fantastic. I love it. I love working with products that, that I legitimately like. And I legitimately like Manscaped. So happy to be doing business with them. Manscaped.com. Use that code fightful my friends let's talk about one heck of a segment guys kenny omega's out with his crazy ass facial hair there's nobody left there's nobody left to fight evil uno is out looking lean by the way holy crap evil uno looking lean and he was like, listen, man, why are you ignoring this crowd? And this crowd is chanting, we want Hangman. We want Hangman. Well, then we get gang wars, and this is where gang wars should happen. Yep. This is where it happens. You got the big LG. You've got Carl Anderson out there. Then you got the Dark Order out there, and you've got Hangman Page. Adam Hangman Page is one of the most over guys in professional wrestling right now. And it has been a beautifully crafted story for two years, Alex. They have not wavered. They have not faltered. This is the exam. This is what we want to see. You can do stuff in the interim. He can lose in the interim. He lost to Kenny Omega. He lost the tag titles. He lost to Brian Cage. It can happen. Jack Mitchell says, Hangman is reaching insane levels of over with the fans. The pop he's going to get when he wins the title will be crazy. Holy crap, this was great. He's setting up for the buckshot lariat, and then he just gets in and goes face-to-face with Kenny Omega. Do not do this at Fight for the Follow. That's not what we need. Do anybody else. Alex, this is an all-out. This is an all-out match it is the a pay-per-view main event this is what you want to fill your arena with right here yeah um also please don't do the uh everybody's super hyped for it and then um kenny cheats to win so we gotta do it again no 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 no. when they finally have their match that's it that's the that's the time when you put over 
page. You have the the crowd go nuts. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing like Omega figure out a way to like dodge a match with with Page and have and fight have him fight somebody else yes. to fight for the Fallen because because he's 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 scared of Page. He doesn't want to have a match. That's that's fine too. Um, I I like the idea of Omega absolutely not being afraid of Page. You question is Page afraid of Omega? Sure. Like that's because that's that's kind of sympathetic. It really is sympathetic. Like people have fears, they have concerns, they have insecurities. Hangman's got a lot of them. Yeah, uh, that's true. Also, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's not Omega. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Callus who steps in on behalf of Omega and says, "You're not fighting this guy. I'm not going to let it happen." Like that that might be might be, might be a thing too. But um, I want to I want to have a shout out to Kenny Omega for committing to the facial hair because oh. the Bucks. Did not, and I was sorely disappointed. Those mustaches were wonderful. I wanted to see them like flowing. Like, give me a full, like, full man chew in a, in a few months. No, they shaved him off. They're wusses and cowards. But not Kenny Omega. He knows what to do. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to whoever his stylist is because I believe he was wearing Zubaz slacks, and that, my friends, is a look as well as Paige's super fringy shirt. Like that was there was when he was throwing punches in there, there was just like stuff flying all over the place. It was great. I'm super into this face off. I'm super into uh, this eventual match. They have built perfectly toward this thing. Don't draw out any 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 longer than you have to. But also, you can only do this at a pay per view. They really made it sound like they were going to do it at Fight for the Fallen, and I did not like that. I think the way you get around that is if you absolutely must book it, you have Hangman not show up because he's too like he's too unsure of himself. Well, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, Kenny Omega has a title match against Sammy Callahan. It would be very easy for Don Callis to be like, "Sorry, he's hurt. Sammy Callahan's really tough. Yeah, yeah. Took him to the limit. He's hurt. Can't can't defend his title. Can't do it." Uh, I don't want Omega to make the excuse. I want Don Callis to make the excuse. That would involve um, them actually acknowledging that they have a relationship it's a, it's a with Impact. Point. So I don't see that happening. I loved every moment of this. Evil Uno is finally in the role that he came in as. Yeah. And he seems so comfortable. Hangman is such an easy baby face. The gang wars worked here. This I the just would have had Hangman go for the buckshot, do the flip maybe even, and then just stop. And then yeah. back away from Kenny because... I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. Also, Omega's facing Andrade at Triple Mania in August. So he's got two title matches already set. He'd be like, you know what? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan Wright says, give me Omega versus Stu Grayson and route to Page. Boy, let me tell you, Stu Grayson is going to have a show, a highlight match one day against a Kenny Omega or somebody like that. And everybody will realize that Stu Grayson is one of the best workers in AEW. Now I've got a, a chat here that's not a super chat, but I want to address it because there are a lot of people that are like, oh, well, you say this about one show. What about the other? Hidden Eagle says, if you're adamant he should win, wouldn't it be too predictable? That's why people weren't into Brit versus Sheeta according to that post show. Wrong. Uh, I was there. They were massively into Britt Baker. The positioning of the match was not favorable. It was right in the middle of the night. Wasn't, wasn't great. They were into Brit huge. Everybody knew the result. They knew it was going to happen. They popped enormous for Britt Baker, and they chanted, thank you, Sheeta, as she left. Predictable isn't bad if it's good. I can't tell you how many movies I've watched knowing we were getting a happy ending. It's about the journey to get there. 
That's that's what I want. Marcus says, ready for pain and disappointment if Hangman loses. And Daniel R. says, who besides Hangman will benefit most from having fans back? Congrats on five years. Thanks for all the work you guys do. Well, thanks for caring. Alex, who do you think is going to benefit the most? I'm I'm thinking Orange Cassidy. I think uh, Cassidy, certainly. But these are people that we already knew were going to be over. Like, this yeah. is the one thing I'm interested about, about fans, especially with WWE. Are people who we didn't know were over and are super over. Um, this is going to be interesting with, with AEW. I think that Kingston, for when Kingston had had his match tonight, but he didn't get to come out and, like, cut a promo. <clears throat> like, he didn't get to come out and say, hey, this guy that I'm facing – um, here's why you should care about me knocking his block off and give you 45 seconds on that. And then you're ready to run through a wall for Eddie Kingston. He didn't get a chance to do that in front of a fan, in front of the fans. When he does in a big arena, that's going to be a special moment. Cody Rhodes, because everybody always says on the internet, Cody's tired. We don't, we're, yep. What is Cody thinking? What is Cody thinking? That place went nuts for Cody Rhodes. It's proof that sometimes the internet is just one segment of the audience. And it worked for Cody tonight. Matt Black says, if they do it before All Out, time limit draw, if they have to. But man, to me, to me, they don't touch till the pay-per-view. They don't touch till the pay-per-view at all. It is Hangman Page across the ring. It is Kenny Omega across the ring. It is a, a ring announcer doing the championship introductions. And then they go at it. That is a pay-per-view main event. Yes, I know we don't like DQs, but they haven't done one yet. I don't want it. Would feel fresh. I don't want it. I don't want it. No, no, no. Not for this. Uh, No, the the the. I I like the idea of a time limit draw for another match, especially Mm -hmm. when they do TV time remaining. I wouldn't like at eight, eight, like you know whatever it is, uh, the last minute and a half that we have of watching these two guys trying to trying to get pinfalls on each other. I'd love that, but not these two, not these two. Sawyer says, I think I'm more excited in the coming weeks of Hangman promos as he gradually finds his confidence and fire than I am for the inevitable finale. Yeah, uh, there's there's going to be a lot of good there. Uh, Evan Wright says, Jungle Boy versus Shoddy Lee tape for Elevation. I think that Rampage show, when you see how de- deep AEW is, I think it's going to be just fine. Yeah. Cliff Beard says, Omega and Uno at Fight for the Fallen. Christian versus Omega on Dynamite. And then Page versus Omega at All Out. I wouldn't mind if Christian was able to sneak in and get a dynamite title shot in there at some point. I wouldn't mind it. If like just out of nowhere, Christian's ranking went one higher than Hangman. Evan Wright says, super excited for Yuka Sakazaki back next week. Oh, me too. Glad that glad that she's back. And Eloquent says, crowd yelling, you got fired at Don was funny. His... Like he, him milking it was really good too. Yeah, I, I like that. Main event street fight. I don't know what the young bucks were wearing, but I love it. Um, they got rid of the facial hair. Alex, I know you have some feelings. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, the the, the facial hair was it was wonderful. It, it 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 added so much skeeviness to to their to their personas. I I want I wanted them to keep the facial hair. I also loved the the homemade jorts. They were they were a little too tight. If they've been wearing wife beaters too, like the little tank, the white white time caps, they would like spitting image of uh, of of Kidman. It would have been Billy Kidman, two Billy Kidmans, perfect. Um, this this was great. But I also love 
that they come out like they're doing we're doing a street fight so we will wear jeans yes and and kingston and 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 Penter are like man this is what we do all the time i i throw t- t- thumbtacks all over the floor for fun this is like this is not we just we just came to work today fellas I've mentioned this several times, but the only person I ever heard explain why people dress like that for street fights was the Pope. Uh, and he mentioned it on impact. He was like, well, the reason why is because gear is expensive and you don't want to rip up your gear for a one-off street fight. So you wear your jeans, you wear your shirt, you do all that. And it protects you a little bit more as well. And I just love that. The match was it was, it was all right. I like the finish, the the thumbtacks in the mouth and the super kick. Good to see a super kick finishing things off. I like that as well. Um, Robert, how'd you feel about this one? I'll go right to the one part of the ending I didn't like, and that's Excalibur saying, oh, well, I bet in a straight-up wrestling match, Eddie Kingston and Pentagon could take him. Eddie Kingston killed the guy. You're yes. telling me if he couldn't take him in a street fight that, oh, he can take him in a by-the-books wrestling match? It's... I- I didn't like that. Do you know how many people like they would come into the MMA gym and stuff? And this happens in gyms all all across the world. Yeah. Well, what if there are no rules? Well, if there are no rules, an MMA fighter is going to really <laughs> murder you. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. You better hope there are rules. <laughs> but, uh, uh, an MMA fighter, if there were no rules, could murder you with your own elbow. Like, yes. it's like, it's just like, this is the thing too, that I, the uh, trouble things that, that, that uh, Penta Destroyer off the apron through the table going into the first commercial break was like, wait, no, no, I'm pretty sure that Matt Jackson is dead. Like, what can we, can we, uh, okay. Um, that was great. I also like, listen, Eddie Kingston, it's a rule you have to learn. You live by the bag full of thumbtacks, you die by the bag full of thumbtacks. Like, let, let's, like, he, he brought him in there. If they, maybe he doesn't lose if he didn't introduce. The element that now he's swallowing thumbtacks because he got kicked in the mouth. Well, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful well they were in his mouth and i loved as eloquent says nick forfeiting the ref because 
He, he could do it to Eddie Kingston, but he'd get his brother too. Yeah. So why not just do it to the ref <laughs> and save his brother a little yeah. bit? Yeah. That was pretty good psychology there. Samuel says, who do you all think you're going to take the titles from the Bucks? Personally, I'm hoping it's Ortiz and Santana. Rob, any any thoughts? Uh, Daniel R. Daniel. Daniel R says LAX, but you say Silver and Reynolds. Silver and Reynolds, because that'll be a feel-good moment on the raid to Hangman winning the belt. And then Silver and Reynolds can lose easily to FTR, and we can go right back around with LAX. There's there's so many options. There's options all over the place. Well, there are plenty of options for you at Fightful. We have shows every single day. Thursday, The Distraction, 3 p.m. But that's not it. We've got Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming course plenty of interviews this saturday a uh, kind of a big fight carter mcgregor dustin poirier three we're doing a live watch along here on youtube.com slash fightful steven jensen jeremy lambert i might swing by i don't know yet but uh make sure you guys tune into that we're gonna make this a thing where on big fight nights we're here we're hanging out we're having a good time so we want you guys to do that with us uh booty pro wrestling finale next week Evan Wright says Nick hitting a 405 or 450 on Knox made my heart melt. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it would make my heart melt if you all checked out fightfulmag.com. We have so much great stuff over there. Uh, a lot of content that just does not age. We've got Aaron Stevens, the former Damian Sandow writing for us, Taylor Hendricks writing for us, a lot of great retro content as well. Robert DeFelice wrote for us as well, covering SummerSlam 88. Uh, occasionally we've got Alex Palowski even writing for us. That's what I really, really love. Uh, a lot of people that, that we have uh, really get to stretch their legs doing that. But <sighs> Robert, tell the people where they can find you. Find me on Twitter at Dude Felice. Find me on Instagram at Dude Felice. Everywhere at Dude Felice. Check out everywhere that I am going to be talking into a microphone because I don't just do it here. Also, I guess in two weeks, I'm hosting a SmackDown show with Pineapple Pete. Go figure. I'll be here. How about that? I'll be in Denver. Then I hear they're going to be at Rolling Loud, and I was like, son of a bitch. The week, (laughs) like when I leave, uh, next week it'll be Jeremy Lambert hosting the SmackDown show. I'll be in Nashville that weekend. I'll be in Denver the following weekend. Doing a lot of traveling, getting back out there. If you guys are around, let me know. Would love to say hi to you guys. Um, Alex, where can they find you? You're doing like hour 45-minute AEW reviews or uh, WWE reviews as therapy for yeah. the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, listen, I penciled in game one as a loss. It was fine. All we got to do is win one out of two uh, to start out the series. Even if we're down 0-2, still a long series. I just got to win one on the road. That's I'll just tell myself that it's fine. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Yes, last night, I have no idea how this happened because nothing happened on Raw for me to talk about, but I looked up at the end and I had spoken for almost an hour and 45 minutes about Jinder Mahal's stupid motorcycle. Like, the, the, w, talking about wrestling for this, for this company, for this business, for five years, may have finally broken me. Um, yeah, you can find me on Fightful Select talking about Raw and SmackDown. Also. I do the post NXT show on Tuesdays on the free stuff where we, we talk about good wrestling like here on Wednesday and on Tuesday, I talk about good wrestling of NXT and bad wrestling for raw. 
I think you all. Hold on. I cover Raw for three hours by myself. It's it's a miserable experience. I'm not ashamed to admit. How do you talk for an extra two hours about this show? You're giving five hours of your week to Monday Night Raw. I am concerned for you. And it's solo. It's solo. We when we started out with Fightful, we had a three person Raw review, and I was like, we're gonna have to like make it two people because it goes over an hour, and I don't want that. Man, Alex, it it honestly is. It's my therapy. My my therapist is my own face on my on my laptop as I just talk about wh- why 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 have I chosen to do this with my life? And my therapist uh, has no good answers. Guys, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is our lifeblood. That is the most direct way to support us. Today alone, we had the speculation of Tommy and Alistair Black heading to AEW, uh, that he was there. We have a bunch of AEW production and dark notes up there. We had the lifts goes on post-show. We have a big report on uh, Jimmy Uso's backstage heat in WWE, some Savio Vega notes. We had last night a big update on a top star in NXT and a new contract. Check it out, FightfulSelect.com. Thank you guys so much. We're out. Jeremy is being co-hosted with Joe Pearl. Yeah, he bumped me for that. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.